you know what makes me happy? When Leia's happy and healthy. And I have been using Pretty Litter for years to help make sure that she is well because Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on her health. Pretty Litter changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, your cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And this has saved me and Leia a time or two. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly, so there's no more stinky cat bathroom smell. Plus, its super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust, and it lasts up to a month, which means less scooping, fewer trips to the garbage can. All of that sounds great. And it's shipped to your door in a small, lightweight bag, and I never run out of it, and it doesn't take up a ton of base. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash T-G-O-G to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash T-G-O-G to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash T-G-O-G. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's going on? Greetings, everyone. Pals. Yeah. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That is Corinne. And I am Sabrina. And you have all probably heard how haunted Corinne has been her entire life. But now it's time to tell you about how I. For the Sabrina. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Surprisingly. um, Sabrina the episode. I guess I'm not a teenager. Every time. I tell someone about our podcast and I say, oh, I do it with my friend, Sabrina. Everyone goes, oh, that is the perfect <laughs> name for a podcast like yours. I'm like, I know. Sabrina has the best name to be telling ghost stories. Yeah. And to be a haunted person. Exactly. I feel like it was destiny for me to have ghostly experiences. And I wish that when I was a teenager, I was a real witch. But um, I guess I will live out those <laughs> dreams in my Adult years, uh, my near 30-year-old self will be um, super witchy. I am super witchy. Oh, yeah. Not will. Yes, you are. Not will I am. Will I am. And again, similar to what will, will I am. Similar to what you said when we recorded my episode, mm-hmm. I feel the same way about you where I've heard bits and pieces or I've heard, I've heard maybe some full stories, but I have no idea like where they happened in your life chronologically and what I'm missing. Yeah. Um, well, I wrote down a list of things and I'm sure I probably forgot some. Of course. And I feel like these are just the big ones that stood out to me. The most paranormal things that have happened in my life are more stories that I've heard from my dad and my mom. Mm. So you descend from the haunted. It's like what's happening around you. It doesn't have to necessarily happen directly to you. It can still be your family and your parents because that's growing up in a haunted house and with haunted parents. Very haunted parents, specifically my dad. And where I would like to start is a story before I was born. And I also feel like we should probably end up doing a episode of our parents' hauntings because I feel like I don't know all of them. Like my dad has Mm. years and years and years of hauntings, especially because he's very, very in tune. Um, So the ones that I'm going to share are just like this – the couple big ones that he did tell us. Oh, hell yes. I love this. This is a good idea, Sabrina. We definitely should yeah, do Yeah, especially because your parents have a lot as well. Well, and we record on Zoom, so it's ripe for mm-hmm. bringing anybody on the podcast. Yes. And so despite wherever our parents are living, yeah. we could have them on. Yes. Okay, well, let's start. Let's begin. Let's start with before you were born. Before I was born. Were you thought of? Were you conceived? I was not. Or was this prior? I was okay. not. I do think this is the house that I was born or – it's the townhouse that I was born in or lived in when I was born because I was born in a hospital. <laughs> but my dad, so this is a story that my mom has told me. My dad has kind of mentioned quite a bit. I think I've told it on the podcast. So my dad was doing a business deal with some guy. And I think there was some tension, some fighting between the two of them. 
And ultimately, the guy had signed the contract. My dad had the contract in his briefcase, and they, but they were in a, they were in a fight. Mm-hmm. My dad gets into the elevator, and this guy gets in the elevator at the same time, and it's like super tense, of course. And apparently, the guy starts mumbling something under his breath. My dad's like, "That's weird." Doesn't really think anything of it. They go their separate ways and don't say anything to each other. My dad gets home, and the contract that was signed in his briefcase is missing, like just gone, disappeared. What? He's like, "That's even more weird," because. Witchcraft. He literally had it in his briefcase. And again, he like calls his office. He's just like, do you guys have it? No one has it. They're like, okay, well, there's nothing we can do about it right now. We'll have to figure it out tomorrow. And then like things start to be really weird at home. And my mom even realized that like the pets were acting weird. The cats were like meowing a lot. And the dog was like kind of going crazy and barking a ton. And they couldn't get them to calm down. And I think in the middle of the night, they woke up to the pets going crazy, like screaming. And the next day, they were like convinced that something had happened. I don't know how this story ends, but basically the contract they never found, the business deal never went through, and they believed the What kind of business deal was it? I don't know. I don't know. I want to be careful about how I speak about my parents on this because the way it has been told to me by my mother is different than the way my dad probably tells it because they are divorced and they have strong opinions about each other. Okay. So we don't know what type of business this guy who apparently can put curses and hauntings onto people does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is interesting too that given his power and abilities, assuming that he somehow managed to get the contract out of the briefcase and mutter some sort of like curse on your family or whatever the hell happened in that scenario. It's interesting that he had to go to those steps and that he wouldn't have had like in my mind i just think if you're that connected isn't there some other warning or sign or spiritual intervention that you have prior to signing the contract with someone that you're you don't want to sign a contract with yeah. to stop you from doing it like why was it why did it get all the way to that point i don't know i wonder if like after signing it something happened hmm yeah maybe i don't know now i really want to talk to your dad cuz i'm like <laughs> i want to know the business <laughs> My dad has done a lot of businesses. There was a point where I thought that he worked for like the government or the CIA because it was so mysterious to me. And he worked for, there was a period of time where he worked for a company overseas that sold security technologies to governments. So like I... Oh. I imagine that he was – he. there was a – this is like me in middle school. I thought – or high school. I thought he had the ability to tap into like the cameras and watch what I was doing because he lived overseas and, and I didn't <laughs> have much contact with him. It is interesting though because yeah, I feel like I don't know anything about military or, or that space at mm-hmm. all in terms of technology and warfare and whatever. But it's interesting to think that like there – things are sold from other countries. Yes. It's not like all you have came from – your own soil. Yeah. Right? Very, very little come, comes from our own soil. But um, yeah, so that was, I think, in the house that I grew up in or was born in and lived in for four years. But for the first four years of my life, I don't think that there was any paranormal or at least anything notable and nothing that my parents have told me. When I was four years old, my family moved into a new house in Branchburg, New Jersey, brand new house. Mm. I remember because it was a new neighborhood that was being built. And usually when they build these houses, they have like one street that's the model homes and everyone can kind of tour the model mm-hmm. homes. And they're like, oh, okay, this is what it's going to look like. This is the one I want, but they're going to build it somewhere else. We ended up moving into one of those model homes, but it's brand new. No one's ever lived there before. What was the town called that you moved from? Do you remember? Somerville? Somerville. Somerville. Somerset. It's Somerset Just County. Just for all those New Jersey residents out yeah, there. Yeah, it's all Summer. The these are all Somerset County. And actually, okay. my grandmother lives in the townhouse that I was born in. Currently. Oh, still. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. But, other people go back other people it. lived there between us. So like it just happened that she ended up buying it was on the market when she moved here. Yeah. So that's amazing. Very cool. The that's the cool. um nursery wallpaper is still up, like the teddy bear wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. Isn't that cool? That's almost a bigger mystery than half <laughs> of these paranormal things. It's like how that happened and how someone never took down the wallpaper. After I know. All those years I know. And residents it must in have between. been a nursery for quite a while. So We moved to this house, uh, Branchburg, New Jersey. I'm four years old. My sister is six years old. My brother is not yet born. I have told this story before, but I will tell it again. So I start having these reoccurring 
nightmare. And every time I had it, I would wake up in my dream wearing what I had been wearing to go to bed. And my room would be as I left it when I went to bed. So it's not like I was dreaming a different experience. It was like I was dreaming as Mm -hmm. life was currently. So I would wake up, but still in my dream. And I would feel this presence in my doorway. It never had a shape. It was not, it just was like a presence. It felt like someone was there. Something was there. And I, but you couldn't see anything. There was no like color or definition. Okay. You just knew it was there. I knew it was there and it was telling me to follow it. So I would get out of bed and I would follow it down the hall to my sister's room. And I would open my sister's bedroom door and there would be black and white orbs fighting over her, like diving down into her, fighting over her body. And I've heard this story so many times and I still get chills every time at this part. And it's hard to describe what they looked like, but they almost looked like balls of energy with like tails, Hmm. like almost like a comet, you know, but small and compact, black and white fighting over my sister. And I would always wake up at that point in the dream. And I had this for a few years and then it stopped. And I had a lot of reoccurring nightmares in that house, but I'll get to those later. But fast forward 20 something years, basically, or like 18 years, it's college graduation where Corinne and I went to school, Loyola Marymount. And I was having dinner with my dad, my sister, my brother, and my grandma And somehow reoccurring nightmares came up and I was talking about a couple of reoccurring nightmares and I tell this story. Which restaurant were you at? Do you remember? It was an Italian restaurant, I think in El Segundo. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And my dad doesn't say anything. We just, conversation continues. My dad drops my sister, brother, and I off at TROP, which was a house in our college. It was, you know, graduation party. We're all like drinking. Two minutes after dropping us off, I get a text message from my dad that says, hey, do you have time to talk tomorrow before I leave? Something you said tonight is really stuck out to me and I want to talk about it. It was like, ooh, how ominous. I was so confused. And I was like, you can't just say something like that when I'm at a college party, like trying to celebrate graduation. And I showed my, I showed right. my sister and brother. I was like, what? He's so vague. This is like something my dad does all the time. He he says very strange messages that scare you Mm -hmm. and then it ends up not being scary well this one ends up being scary but so (laughs) i was like what does that mean like hello yeah i'll find time but like you can't just say that i need i need more information and he goes that dream you talked about it wasn't a dream it happened in real life and i was like what what dream what are you talking about Anyway, he leaves it vague that night. I end up meeting him at the Westin by the airport the next day. And he's sitting at... I love how you were summoned to the hotel to basically collect this information from your dad. It had to be in person, apparently. He's sitting at the hotel bar, drinking a Bloody Mary, which is very appropriate for the story. (laughs) And he goes on to tell me that when we first moved into this house, when I was four, my sister was six, he had fallen asleep on the couch one night and woke up to a really strange sound. He thought it was just the TV. So he turns the TV off, but he starts getting like this weird feeling, you know, like that feeling when someone's looking at you. Like, I think he, that's Mm -hmm. how he felt. So he starts going down around the downstairs, making sure all the doors are locked, the windows are closed and he starts to make his way upstairs. And the further he gets upstairs, that feeling gets more intense. That feeling that like someone else is in the home and he's like this, I like, I think something bad is happening. So at the top of the stairs, my bedroom was on the right. So he checks on me. I'm asleep. My mom and dad's room was like truly right at the top of the stairs. So my mom's asleep. And then he starts going down the hallway. And the further he gets towards my sister's room, like that feeling is just getting worse and worse. His instincts are telling him to run, but it's his six-year-old daughter in that room. And he says he touches the door handle and it was ice cold. He opens the door and it was like all of the air was sucked out of the room. And he takes one step towards my sister and she's sleeping in the bed and out of her mouth, while still eyes closed, fully asleep, out of her mouth come the words, get out. In a deep, guttural voice. And my dad goes up to her and like, is like, leave my daughter alone. As as I've told many people before on this podcast, my dad has a lot of experience with darker entities. So I think he, while terrified and scared, he was just like, I need to protect my daughter. Tells whatever this darkness is to leave my sister Lexi alone. Shakes my sister awake. She wakes up, seems fine. And 
picks her up. Has no yeah, no idea of what had just no happened. recollection. And turns, and I am apparently standing in the doorway. And he thought I was awake, but I'm sleepwalking. And he like brings me back to my room, basically takes my sister to their bedroom. And the next morning they call the priest and get the house blessed. Holy shit. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com forward slash TGOG and get on your way to being your best self. Uh, as you all know, therapy is very important to Corinne and I, and I have been using BetterHelp for quite some time now, and I have loved using it to get to know myself better and helping develop the tools to manage everyday life. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So all you have to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, and then you and your therapist can work out sort of what sort of cadence, what sort of style you want, whether that's video calls, phone calls, to write over text, a little bit of all of the above, and they will work with you. It's so incredibly flexible. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash TGOG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash TGOG. Holy shit. It's so interesting too that when when you woke up, you thought it was a dream. Yeah. So you were in this like trance-like state. It's almost like it's almost like you were trying to astral project and forgot to leave your body behind. Mm-hmm. And so your body just like kept going <laughs> and that was the sleepwalking situation. Yeah. Did your brother, did Graham, was Graham alive? Yet? No, no. He was that was a year before he was born. Your mom, did she wake up to Mm-mm. anything? So apparently my dad, my wow. dad told me he never told my mom this story. Like he never told her why he probably thought it was gonna really scare yeah her. and i think he wanted to get the house like the, we had just moved in so getting the house blessed wasn't like a weird oh why now but i just had a realization i wonder if the presence i felt in the doorway was my dad because like i said remember he got up the stairs and checked on me first mm. Mm. oh interesting although he felt a presence too but i think he felt the darkness right? i think he felt the whatever dark demonic energy was <laughs> trying to take over my sister. So in your in-between state, you want, you feel your dad's presence. And then you – it's interesting that, like, he felt the darkness and was lured to it, mm-hmm. basically, to to check on you guys. And you didn't feel the darkness necessarily, but you could have maybe felt his presence. But you were able to see in your in-between state what was actually happening. Good, Did you look at Lexi's face? I Not that I remember. Because I, I think it was wonder. distracting that these – Orbs are fighting over her body. Right. I know, but they're like, get out. I'm like, oh, God, what was like – I just picture something laying over her and trying to, Ugh. you know, take get comfortable in her skin, possess her. Oh, I hate that. I also just had a memory. It's, it's interesting how, like, there's all these things and stories that happened, obviously, in my childhood that I didn't connect to everything, but – my sister used to sleepwalk a lot. And apparently mm. there was one night, and this is normal. Like, I don't think it's anything paranormal per se, but it does remind me of the scene in the, is it The Exorcist? Where she sleepwalks and then in the middle of the party pees on the floor. Or she's like possessed oh. and she like pees on the floor in front of everyone. Yes. Yes. It's The Exorcist. So my sister would sleepwalk in the middle of the night and apparently like pee in the bathroom, but not on the toilet. Oh, <laughs> And I don't know if that happened once or – and I don't think it's necessarily paranormal, but, like, now my mind is just connecting yeah. to that. At least she got to the bathroom, you That's know. True. She wasn't a closet peer. That's true. But, yeah, so after that experience – Lexi's going to l- listen to this and be like, that wasn't even paranormal. Why did you tell that story about me? <laughs> she was young. Um, she's not going to listen to this anyway. We all did it. But after that, so we believe that the house was blessed or we know the house was blessed and we believe that whatever darkness was there was like sent to the basement. And there's one closet in particular that we believe it was like quarantined into because my brother, mm-hmm. and there's some more stories, but just to, to finish off with whatever this darkness was, when my brother was born and growing up, he used to have reoccurring nightmares about one closet in our basement. And it was like, a, he, the way he describes it is that in the dream, he was drawn to the closet. And when he would open the closet, it would like suck him in. And it was a continuous like black hole that he kept falling in. And it was like a very scary experience. Perhaps that's the portal. Perhaps. In the perhaps. house. Right? If he's feeling like he's falling through it. Yeah. It makes me think that there is like there you can go either way so if you're in this world and you go through it you fall down and then otherwise the demons and dark entities fly up and into your model (laughs) i don't know but it's scary and um Mm -hmm. 
So, and then of course, basements are scary. And we were, I was terrified of that basement. And that's where like our cat's litter boxes and everything were. If we had to clean it, I would just like sprint upstairs. But I also feel that felt that way in the next house I lived in. And I don't think that house was haunted. So I think I'm just scared of basements. Mm-hmm. Um, so the darkness kind of didn't really take over that house, but there were two very positive spirits in that house. And we believe that it was a mom and a son. And we had a lot of encounters with them. The The biggest thing is it was never negative. It never felt dark. It was always like light. I never saw them specifically, but I had experiences with them. And both of my parents worked. So there were a lot of times where I was home alone and I never felt alone and I felt very safe. Mm-hmm. I also felt like I was really watched when I was in the bathroom, which is very interesting to me. Oh. But, but it didn't feel ominous. Not in a bad not way? Not in a bad way. Okay. And I think that's where my desire to go to the bathroom with the door open comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because if it were, like, let's say it's the little girl or her mom, like those spirits, because it didn't feel scary, but you just felt like something was there. I wonder if that was like, maybe I'm getting to, I'm thinking too much about it, but I'm just thinking about like water and how mm-hmm. water plays with spirits and if the basement's already accounted for for the darkness <laughs> perhaps like that was the easiest place to reside yeah and spend time in as a spirit so they just hung out in the bathroom yeah that was their that was their bedroom well they were all over the place but i wonder if they th- i mean this is just total out of my bum hypothesizing but it was a mom and a son i don't know what their story was how they died why they were in our home But like, let's just say the boy drowned in a bathtub or something. Maybe the mom felt like this protectiveness of us when we were in the bathroom. That's, I'm totally making that up, but I'm just, who knows? Right, right. Yeah. Supervision in the bathroom. So my brother, as he was growing up, would wake up in the middle of the night crying. And when my mom would check on him, my brother would say, mom, like, tell the little boy I don't want to play. I'm trying to sleep. So the little boy was really trying to play with my brother, which is cute, I think. But my brother was just like, I'm trying to sleep here. Hell no. And my brother's – That is cute too because, I mean, obviously there there were – you and your sister also lived in that house. But it's cute that he – the spirit probably wanted a brother. Yes. And so was excited that there was another little boy in the house to play with. And he loved my brother's toys. Oh, my gosh. My brother had a Blue's Clues that had a book. And when you opened the book, Blue's Clues would wake up. And when you closed the book, Blue's Clues would go to sleep. Without opening the book or closing the book, Blue's Clues would go off all night. Oh, gosh. And Okay, so this we can probably age the child then. Yeah. To young. around, yeah, elementary or, or younger. Yeah. What, what was Graham's age at this time? Well, he was born in that house. So we four, probably, I don't know. I think he probably lived there until like eight or seven. I don't know. Okay. From ages like zero to seven or six or seven, I would say. Yeah. But this is one of my favorite stories. So I knew we had these spirits in the, in our house and I was having a sleepover with a bunch of girls in my basement and I was telling them about the little boy and the mom and people were like, no way, no way. Like the ghosts aren't real. And as I'm telling this story, we're on, so our basement was pretty long. So we're on the left side of the basement and on the right side, there was a guest room and then a bunch of toys and stuff. So we're very far away from the toys. As I'm telling this story, my brother's fire truck starts going off. Like buttons that you have to press, you have to press buttons to make the sirens go off. They start going off. And epic. Which is epic. amazing. So you can be like, see? And and at the time, I think it was really scary and we all like ran upstairs and we slept upstairs. But when I tell that story now, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that ghost fucking rocks. Like, it was just trying to be like – the call and response. You were like, this place is haunted. Everyone else is like, no, it's not Sabrina. And the ghost is like, no, I'm going to have Sabrina's back. We live here together. And this place is haunted. haunted. I'm haunting it. (laughs) Don't discredit my existence. Right? I love that. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. What good timing. Yeah. Did you ever try to make that happen again? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um. And then this one's fun. So my dad had a friend. Her name is Portia. She was incredibly in tune. She's the type of person who goes to a casino and knows what slot machine's going to win and like goes up to it. Like mm-hmm. she just has this intuition and ability and sight of the paranormal. And we had her and her husband and I think other people over at our house and my cousins were there. And so the the coolest part about this house is like the upstairs had this 
I don't, it's not a balcony, but like it overlooked the living room. So you, mm, so mm-hmm. it'll, to yes. us, it was a stage, which was so fun. So people would sit in the living room and could look up at us on our stage. Right. And we, with my cousins, decided to put on a performance, um, a musical performance. And we had like the, the blow up guitar. We had speakers playing and we like had fake microphones. So we became a band and we're all up there. My sister, myself, my cousin Sammy, my cousin Jason and my brother. And we're performing, have, you know, best performance of our life. Fans are going wild. And my, (laughs) my, Dad's friend Portia apparently like looks at my dad and goes, do you see them? And my dad looks and the mom spirit is standing like kind of off to the side watching us upstairs. And the little boy, (gasps) the little boy is like performing with us. No way. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm going to cry. I know. This is so sweet. Oh, the mom was just proud to to watch her child in the band too. She loved us. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. What was he? What was he? Do you know like what he was I don't, doing in the performance? I don't. I really don't know. Um, unfortunately, I don't think. I need every single detail. I need like a reenactment of what he was I doing, know. all the facial expressions on the mom. I wonder if there's any photos. I'm sure like we took photos. I just don't know. I don't know. It was also the era of those like, remember those like little tiny Polaroids that like had the long strips from Limited 2? Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I don't really know um, what they were doing. And I think those are the how incredible, though, that Portia, Portia noticed mm-hmm. it and spotted it out, but that your dad was able to tap into it, too, yeah. and realize what was going on. Yeah. That's so awesome. And just clearly, you guys were bringing so much joy and energy to mm-hmm. the space that, like, all the ghosts in the house, apparently, came Having to also fun. see the performance. Yeah. That is a performance of a lifetime. How many people can say yeah, that? I performed with the ghost. Um <laughs> Yeah, you did. You literally did, Sabrina. That's freaking cool. It is cool. You should say that's your fun fact from now okay. on. One time I was performing in a band with a ghost. And a go a ghost also came on stage and performed with yeah, us. That is a fun fact. There you go. I feel like those are the big highlights from that house and with those spirits. Recently my mom did a Oh. Oh god. What happened? <laughs> my neighbor left their apartment but like slammed oh, the gosh. door. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, Normally they're gentle. That, but was, that was just shocking. startling. Um, yes. Recently my mom did a, a psychic reading and the, the guy said, so my mom before my sister was born had a miscarriage and she apparently used to dream of like a b- little boy and she very much believed it was the son that she never had. And in the psychic reading, the man had told her that the little boy was still like very much in her life, that his spirit was there. And so my mom wondered if the little boy at this house was her son, but then it wouldn't, then I wouldn't understand who the mom was in the experiences that we had, Mm. unless it was like Mm -hmm. a past relative of ours who was watching over the son that my mom miscarried. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it could have been a relative. Yeah. So I don't know. And then that would kind of make sense why these two spirits were with us in this home. But then I don't know why they didn't come with us. All, when we moved. all the Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, too. I was also going to say, like, we we don't know anything about we anything, know nothing. right? When it comes to the yeah. spiritual world, we can just theorize yeah. and guess based on our experiences and what we've heard. But now I'm thinking, okay, so we, we know about traveling souls, right? Mm-hmm. Where, like, there's a few people maybe in your family, one of your best friends, your favorite boss at work, like your dog could potentially be a traveling soul with you and go into the next life with you. I'm curious if perhaps the mom is a traveling soul. Maybe that mom, Mm -hmm. the son or the little boy ghost are traveling souls with your family unit unit or you or your mom or something. And perhaps that woman who was presenting as an older woman at the time, because that's how she chose to after her past life. What if she is now your future daughter. Interesting. You know? Who knows? Like, can... Who knows? Can spirits just, like... Right, because after... That's a big question I have. Because if we... We've heard so many stories about people who... And even your your reading, recently, your tarot card reading yeah. with... Recently, the person said that they saw your grandmother with your future daughter yeah. on her lap. their lap. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who also remember... Like, kids remember be- choosing their parents... Mm-hmm. Other people remember seeing young children and then that realizing when their child is four years old that that spirit that they saw was was their their child. child. Yeah. All of those scenarios. So it's like, 
what's when does that transition happen between a spirit choosing to look like they're 80 or 57 or however old they choose to then presenting as a small child should we go the reincarnation route and the the children or the souls are see this is why big question i want to be on the advisory board of the paranormal world so i can answer all these questions mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we should write that tv show it's a comedy i love it it's kind of like a um, good place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we don't really know who those spirits were, but when we moved, we never really had experiences with them again. And there are a lot of, I was going to share a lot more of my dad's experiences, but I think I will save those for the parent version of this episode or parent version episode because there are just too many to name or to tell. I will say, okay, the one I will tell, because this is really fascinating. My dad, so it's funny, my parents are divorced and my mom used to say that my dad was possessed. And that he was like battling with demons and stuff. And I was always like, okay, mom, like you just don't like him because things did not work out. (laughs) But recently I did find out that this is not a lie. Apparently when my parents were married, my dad used to speak a different language in his sleep. And it did seem like he was truly battling with a demon, like something dark was happening. His current wife has confirmed that he does speak another language in his sleep. And my dad, he's from Pakistan. He kind of has lived all over the place, but he doesn't know any other languages unless he is in the CIA and he's, he's been lying to us our whole life. I don't know. But as far as we know, he does not know any other languages. He has said he does not know any other languages. And so apparently this language that he's speaking sounds, it doesn't sound like anything anyone knows. His current wife is from Lithuania, like she knows some languages it seems very old. My dad has done Mm -hmm. a past life regression hypnosis. And in it, it was confirmed that a past life of his, who was not a great person, I think he was almost like a tax collector of some kind. And he stole a lot of money from people. He was a bit rough and mean and possibly killed some people in this past life. Apparently, this past life is trying to take over my dad's current life. And that is the battle that my dad is having. Get a head start on spring cleaning with Caraway. Their thoughtfully designed sets and complimentary storage makes getting and staying organized easier than ever, not to mention... They make you feel healthier and they're aesthetically very pleasing. Non-toxic, easy cooking, well-loved by us. Caraway's high-quality ceramic-coated kitchenware is free of PTFEs such as Teflon, lead, cadmium, and other toxic materials. And their kitchenware comes in a variety of chic shades and all sets include complimentary, easy-access storage solutions. The ceramic's naturally slick surface means minimal oil or butter, for slide up the pan eggs and easy cleaning. We love it and we know you will too. Visit carawayhome.com forward slash TGOG to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TGOG or use code TGOG at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It makes me wonder about the language that's being spoken though. I know. Right, because if, it, if it's old... Like, I'm almost wondering if just as there are demonic entities that maybe, like, battle over and try to possess people, what if there are good entities that also possess people and we just don't know it? And that's that sort of, like, ancient language that's coming out Mm. to defend your dad's current life. Like, maybe he has some really ancient guardian that's, like, there battling in whatever language they speak with this past That's a life. nice theory, but I don't think it's a good thing because my dad even said that – so he went to the past life regression with a friend of his. And when the – whoever was running the regression was trying to access my dad's past lives, his friend said that his entire demeanor changed. Like he went from sitting like my dad to like evil, like dark. His whole presence Ooh. was like intimidating. Yeah. Oh, I just got chills thinking about it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Ugh. we don't know what's going on with my dad. I'm sure he has more he could speak to about that regression. And I think he like knows the name and he's done some research. Like he was able to find this person. I don't know. So I'll have to get some clarity on that. Right. And I wonder if your dad is open to – I mean, it sounds like he obviously believes in the paranormal. Very much so. He's a lot of experience. He's aware of the paranormal and he's seeking information out. But I wonder once he has that information – what his plan is like does he want to rid himself of this past life who's trying to and can move forward you? is he just trying to learn about it also can you rid yourself of that like if it's a part of your soul well can, yeah maybe 
I don't know. Can you just push it down? Yeah, I don't know. Suppress it for this life? I don't know. Or do you have to like do some sort of hypnosis back to the and regression back to the past life and heal parts of that? That's interesting. Part of your soul that shadow work clearly hasn't learned whatever like lesson they were supposed to learn in that life and are trying to bleed into the current one. I don't know. It's a good question. We'll have to ask your dad. Yeah. What his plans are? <laughs> What's your plan to defeat your past life, <laughs> father? What's your five year plan <laughs> when it comes to being possessed? <laughs> I'd like to hear. We'd like to know. So I feel like I lived like ages eight to I don't know, like fourteen, pretty much like not haunted. Um, but my grandfather passed away when I was, and this is my dad's dad, my pop-pop. He passed away when I was, oh my gosh, how old was I? 12, 13, something like that. And Mm. when he, so this is very, I'll start with what, so when he passed away, we got a phone call at like one in the morning. So we were woken up to the call that he was going to the hospital. We went to the hospital and said goodbye and they, you know, took him off of the life support and everything with us all there. But for the nights to follow, my grandmother, when she was at home, and I think I've told this on the podcast before, but the nights to follow, my grandmother was at home in the townhouse that I was born in. And in the middle of the night, she started getting these phone calls and the phone would ring. And when she'd pick up the house line, it was just dial tone. So it was nothing. So then she was like, that's weird. I wonder what phone is ringing. And this continued for multiple nights. She finally realizes it's her cell phone. So she brings her cell phone up to her bedroom and puts it like next to the bed bedside table. And again, same time, this is happening every single night for multiple nights at the exact same time in the middle of the night, like two or three. Finally, this night, same thing, her cell phone rings and she picks up. And this time it is like whispery. She can hear like voices, but it's not say anything. It just, there's something on the other line, but she can't hear or make out Mm -hmm. what it is. And so she closes her phone. And then the next morning she looks to see what the number was that called her. And it was her phone number with the number seven in front of it. And I think seven is like a heavenly number, apparently. Hmm. But we believe that my grandfather was trying to make contact with her and that the time that the calls were happening was the time that he actually passed away because while oh he was on life support, I think his soul had moved on at that time. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ev- Chills all over the body. I know. Uh, ever since then, I have had a very, like, I was very, very close with my pop-up. And for a while after he had passed away, I would have really, really vivid dreams of him. And we would be in the backyard of that townhouse, kicking a soccer ball back and forth and having conversations about life. And it felt so real. And I'd wake up feeling like this, like, happiness of, oh, I just had a conversation with my grandfather. And I was in college. It was the summer, I think, before our junior year. And I had the most vivid dream. And I was going through a lot at this time. There's a lot of stuff with my family and personal things that I was dealing with. And I had this very, very vivid dream of my grandfather. And we talked about everything. And I woke up crying. And I realized it was actually the day that he had, it was the anniversary of his death. Mm -hmm. And I get a text from my dad and my dad was like, did you dream of pop-up last night? He told me he was going to visit you. (gasps) Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait, was this your dad's dad? Yeah, my dad's dad. Wow. Yeah. Wait, so did your dad dream? Yeah, so my dad must have dreamt of him too. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Clearly, pop-up has figured out ways (laughs) to communicate. To come through. Yeah and communicate and it, it's interesting too that like clearly the day he passed and the time that he passed mm-hmm. is when he is able to tap into that strength or maybe that's just like where the the cord the tether to this world exists for him in yeah. the astral plane you know and that's when he's able to come through and, and find people to yeah. chat with that's so sweet though that he i know knew that he needed to visit you and he was he was like okay i'm putting on my my grandpa hat and I'm here to listen to my granddaughter because she's going through things and she needs some extra support. Yeah. And I really don't think I've had dreams of him since. So it's been quite a long time. And I like, you know, I miss, I I really miss him. And I, I think I, I often ask for him to visit me, but he has not since. Um, Have you tried asking on the day that he passed? I should. I'll try that again next yeah. year. But trying to think the order. Oh, there's so many stories. There was also, okay, so this is not to do with my grandfather, but 
when before we moved from Branchburg to the Skillman Princeton area, we were looking at a bunch of houses and I've told this story as well, but there was one house that was beautiful, also brand new. It was walking distance from my high school. So it was like, oh, this would be perfect. My sister also went there too. Yeah, so convenient. But we went to see it multiple times and there was just something off about that place. And my dad was living overseas, so he wasn't with us the first few times we saw it. And every time we were there, my mom would like weird phone calls on her BlackBerry. And like her BlackBerry didn't even have calling function. It was truly just like, I forget what Blackberries were for like emails before. Yeah, they were, it was, yeah, work, emails, playing snake, Snake. stuff like that. (laughs) Brick. BBM messenger. Oh, and then she kept getting calls from my dad, but my dad was not calling her. But it was just like the it was it was very interesting. I think like whatever darkness was there, there was a positive entity trying to tell us to get out. Right. Morning, you guys. Do not buy this house. My dad ends up coming to the house. You know, he's in town. We were bet- truly between this house and the house we ended up buying. And my dad instantly was walking in there. Was like, nope, we cannot live here. And that house stayed on the market for. Three years, someone moved in, moved out within a, within a year. Mm. Yeah. Oh my god! And it's so conveniently located too. That and it was a beautiful house. <sighs> like had tons of land. Yeah. 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 I'm so curious too because I mean, whatever was in there, that bad energy must have been so incredibly palpable because most people, or maybe not most people, but there's plenty of people that don't believe in the paranormal and have no like instinct that they recognize as a paranormal yeah. warning. They might get a gut feeling, but they might just like brush it aside and not think anything of it. So I'm actually surprised at whatever the the number of people that must have seen that property mm-hmm. to consider buying it. All were like, no, we can't. something was preventing them from living there. Or everybody just had these guardians and yeah. and people in the spirit world that were like doing things to throw roadblocks and interfere yes. with potentially buying it. Enough so that people backed out. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, now that the, the show The Watcher came out, you should start sending should letters. You should be a little bit of a watcher <laughs> and send letters and just be like, I need to know what happens in this house. Like, yeah. What have you experienced? It's interesting. So I tried to Google map and find the address and my mom even was just like we we can't really find it i don't know oh i forget the address i'll have to like find my like my mom will have to go back in her emails and find yeah like maybe someone did buy it and just knocked it down yeah maybe maybe rebuilt it or next time i'm in town i'll drive by it because i when if i drive there i'll definitely know where where it is okay so then i feel like there are you know a couple things that happened in college there was one time where i got a text from lexi my roommate saying don't die and i was so Mm -hmm. scared and i had like screenshotted it to her and sent it to her and she was like i and she screenshotted hers and it did not have that text at all and i called you corinne and you came over and with your little like briefcase grab my my ghost busting (laughs) kit and I ran and over. cleansed my space. But then the, the most notable thing that happened after that was we had graduated college. I was living, Nick and I were living in Playa del Rey in an apartment. I think we had just started the podcast and, you know, you and I were like opening ourselves up a little bit inevitably because of mm-hmm. everything we were doing. And there was one night where I was sleeping and Nick woke up suddenly to a voice saying, pray for her. And he, you know, I think instinct was like, okay, I'll start praying. And he started saying, our father. I'm so glad you didn't quit the podcast <laughs> after that. <laughs> I'm so glad Nick didn't make me quit the podcast after that. Yeah. So he starts saying the our father and like with a hand on me and the voice tells him wrong prayer. So then he starts saying the Hail Mary and then the voice like doesn't say anything. So he just keeps repeating Hail Mary until he falls back to sleep. So we have no idea what it was, what like what was going on. I don't have anything that was oh happening to me at the time. Like I don't remember anything in my dreams. Yeah. I just got chills again. <laughs> I think we're I'm on number four <laughs> for all of your ghost stories so far. Holy crap. I know. Man. So wait, was Nick hearing it? Do you know if he was just like hearing it in his head or out loud within your space? I think in his head. I think in his head. Jeez. Yeah. That's so scary. I'm glad that he was able to just like act on it immediately and wasn't freaking the F out. (laughs) I think he- And paralyzed with fear. I think it was instinct and he was just like, I I have to do this and then uh, I will freak out later. The next big thing, and this is around the same time that the experience that Nick had happened, I had an astral projection experience. And I think I've always, I've always been in the dreamscape world. My paranormal experiences often are in that realm. 
But this is one there I, I, I know I left my body and I witnessed it all. So I was sleeping one night and I don't think anything was different. I didn't like say, oh, I want to project tonight. I mm-hmm. physically left my body and I saw myself sleeping in bed and I felt like someone was out in the living room. So I walked out like my astral self walked out to the living room and there's this woman with curly dark hair. I, I swear I would recognize her if I saw her on the street. She's sitting there and she's like, hi. And we, I was like, hi. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> and, um, and like, she basically was like, sit down. And like, we talked and had a very long conversation. I don't remember all the details. I I'm, I'm sure on the podcast when it happened, I talked more about what our conversation was, but I think it was a little mm-hmm. bit about the fact that I can access this world. And she was telling me the rules of the world and the rules of, weren't you sitting on a red couch? I was sitting in the couch on the couch in my living room. Like it was very much Oh, okay. In the space that I lived in. And she was like, let me show you. Like, let's, let me show you around the astral plane. And she took me out into the hallway and we start walking down the hallway. And I think we talked for like, in, in dream world, it felt like 20 to 30 minutes. I don't know how long it was in real world. Um, but she starts taking me down the hallway. And Corinne, if you remember, this hallway was massive and there were so many doors. It was just like long door after mm-hmm. door after door. And I start damp carpet. Yes, very damp carpet. So I start walking through the hallway and I got to a point where all of a sudden my physical self, I heard a whisper in my ear that said, wake up. And so my astral self truly got sucked back into my body and I horror movie sat up in bed like Like, that. Yes. Oh gosh. Did you feel yourself getting sucked back? Like, did you, did it? Yes. It was, it was a very frightening (gasps) moment and I truly sprung up. And was the woman still there? No, no. So I don't know what happened. Apparently, I have a guardian who was like, oh, I do have a guardian. Wow. I forgot about this story. Um, (laughs) Here we come. It very much was like protecting me. I think we've talked about before how in the astral plane, perhaps there's dark entities waiting for people's souls to leave their bodies so that they can take over. So maybe there was a darkness there Mm -hmm. that, which also now makes me think that perhaps the night that Nick was praying over me, I don't remember it, but maybe perhaps I was astral projecting and Nick praying for me was trying to bring my, me back to my body. Yeah, what if it's that same voice that called oh, you back? Interesting. That also told Nick. I don't know. It's a good question. And also, correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe this is just a habit of Leia's, regardless of where you live. But I, I remember Leia escaping <laughs> that apartment quite a few times, well, and you guys going into the yard and trying to collect she her. She still does. Was that. there something she was afraid of? There? No, she still does. Oh, that. Okay, she likes the outdoors. <laughs> oh my god, there was one time where she truly. I've. I. It was the most. It was. The most shocking thing I've ever seen, but also hilarious. She chased a squirrel out. Like she saw a squirrel and like truly sprinted outside and chased it up a tree, like 10 feet up, (laughs) climbing the tree. I was like, I have never seen, wow, the agility of Leia. I didn't even know she had it in her. (gasps) I know because she doesn't get to practice it and it just happens. I know. She just taps into that ability. You should get a leash for her. I do have one. My cousin Mallory, who lives in LA, walks her cat, Frank, who's like one of those ugly cat looking ones oh cute you should you should walk leia um i do have a leash but she i think she's too scared of people i we have a fenced off backyard so i'll go out there with her and she just Mm -hmm. rolls around in the grass and it's very cute and then i call her and she comes running back in well that's good okay so she's listening to you now but wow holy crap i mean i want you now over the next year to try to tap into this astral projection ability that you clearly have and that someone in the astral plane told you you have this ability. You can do this. You can come here. But it's scary. So I feel like it would, especially with that, like, yes. how, the way it ended. I haven't done it since. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Makes me wonder, too. You know, is it, well, I guess we don't know mm-hmm. exactly how you're supposed to protect yourself before going into the astral plane. But you might in your new apartment. Well, not not a new apartment, but new to you guys. Nick is walking yeah. by. But <laughs> in case anyone is watching on video, we've shadows. had a few people comment and say did anyone see that shadow i'm like i'm pretty sure it's nick walking by in the reflection of your pictures but i'm just curious like if that darkness only existed in that apartment or if it's just the astral plane in general something is always kind of like lurking and near and maybe knows that you are astral projecting or that you might like i wonder if there's some sort of like light that goes up in the space it's like here's a fresh body Come try to steal it. A fresh body. Trends and fads come and go, especially when it comes to health and wellness. But 
Noom is not a fad. They use psychology, not trends, to help you make intentional and sustainable choices that are aligned with your values and weight loss goals. And whatever your health goals are, the flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. So you can choose your level of support. Maybe you want a five-minute daily check-in. Maybe you're looking for more hands-on personal coaching. Progress is just very rarely a straight line and there are off days. And Noom understands that that is totally okay. That is super normal. And they're just there to help give you the support to get back on track. And their approach is grounded in science, which I absolutely love. They've published 50 peer-reviewed scientific articles describing their methods and effectiveness. And uh, every person's different. So it is nice to have someone to talk to on the Noom app and be able to formulate a plan for you specifically. Like for me, uh, dairy hurts my stomach a ton. And I was trying to figure out ways to, you know, manage not eating it as much. It's hard to do, but you did it. Stop chasing health trends and build sustainable, healthy habits with Noom's psychology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash T-G-O-G. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash T-G-O-G to sign up for your trial today. Check out Noom's first ever book, The Noom Mindset, a deep dive into the psychology of behavior change. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Oh, scary. I don't know. I will let you know if I ever uh, experience that again. Mm -hmm. I think there's part of me that wants to um, explore that, but then another part of me is very scared. So maybe one day. So this this other very notable one to me, my grandma, when she passed away, again, this is interesting. This actually happened moments before we recorded an episode. So I remember coming on to the, we recorded it truly fresh after it had happened. Um, I forget what episode it was. It was an episode about cemeteries, I believe. Hmm. Um, I don't know. But my grandma had passed away on a Sunday, I believe. And I was going to fly back on Thursday for her funeral. And this happened on Wednesday of that week. And I was coming home from work. And I was walking into the front gate of my place and I heard a woman behind me on her bike with her groceries, old elderly woman. And so I hold the gate open for her and she comes in and she was like, thank you so much. That's very nice of you. And usually that's where it would end, right? Like if you hold a gate open for someone or door open, it's just like, thank you. And then you move on. But she stops me and starts having a conversation with me. She, I don't even know what we were talking about and how it got here, but she starts talking about how she was from, how she lived in New York and went to Columbia and how she studied education at Columbia and got a master's in education. And my grandma also went to Columbia and studied education, got a master's in education. And so I stop her and I tell her that. And she goes, what was your grandmother's name? Or what's your grandmother's name? And I told her, or Melinda, Deanna. And she was like, oh, it's so many years ago, but like, it was a very small program. Like, I wonder if I knew her. And and there weren't that many women no. who went on to receive such degrees no. at that time either. And I think I confirmed with my mom that it was a very the, – the timing was very similar. And I just – I had this feeling of like my grandmother was giving me this as a message. And I tell this woman like my grandmother actually just passed away and she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. We had a long conversation and I we parted ways and I just had this like feeling of my grandmother being there and it was calming. It was happy. It was peaceful. And I think I just had this feeling of like, she's just trying to tell me she's okay. And mm-hmm. I truly walked into my specific apartment building and all of the lights dimmed to complete darkness and came back on. And I was like, I love you, Nana. Like, thank you for giving me that message. And I just had this calmness and peacefulness just wash over me. And it was oh. the most like, while I think you can tell that story and people are like, oh, like maybe you're just taking what you want from it. I just knew, I 100% knew that it was my grandma telling me she's okay. I don't think you're taking what you want from it. What are the chances that uh, someone – Yes, I agree. I mean, you probably have a better chance of winning the lottery <laughs> than finding someone who is in your grandma's program like at yeah. that exact timing. And then having a clear electrical interference. Yes. Whether or not it was the building or not, the however timing of it, it was timed. Yeah. Because I, I still believe that sometimes like spirits might know that there is something that's going to happen and just – times yeah. it and pushes you to be in that spot yeah. in that moment to take it as a sign yes it was a sign and i like i, I had like again, tears Sabrina. in my eyes because i was like this i'm so i knew yeah it was amazing yeah um 
the last couple experiences, I'm just going to, I had a lot more. I'm just going to share a couple. So our friend Olivia passed away. I think it was three years ago now. And I have had quite a few experiences with her. I'll share just maybe two. One of them was quite a while after she had passed away and I was just having a dream and the dream had nothing to do with anything. It was just a dream. And truly a door opens and Olivia comes out and my entire dream paused. It's almost as if like everything paused except for Olivia and I. And she, she goes, because it's, uh, there's some workers in the yeah. astral plane that are ma- putting on, doing a little dance and making your dream. And then she interrupted. She walked onto the sound yes. stage. And she, she truly said, she goes, oh, I just wanted to stop by. Like, I can't stay long, but I just want to stop by, say hi. And it was very much in Olivia's, like how she is, like it was her personality. And it was like, it was almost as if she was in the astral plane. She saw that I was in the astral plane, was like, I'm going to stop by real quick, but I'm on my way to do something else. And then truly, like, we had this, like, very brief interaction. She was like, I love you. And then she left and my dream resumed. Which is so, oh, my gosh. I remember when you texted me this or called me and told me. There was something else she said right at the end, too. Like, tell tell everyone I'm okay. I think she said, tell everyone I'm okay and not to worry. Yeah. And then she left. Right. Which our our friend group of girls that Olivia was a part of and that we were a part of were extremely close in college. Everyone's still friends. Yeah. And so Olivia's passing was really, really tough on everybody. And then, of course, she had – we have a couple friends in our friend group that were – Very, very close. Her roommates and, and best friends throughout yeah. that whole time. So I like that she found ways to come through to the people that she could connect with to give those messages for yeah. the group. I mean, when we had that reading with Conchetta Bartoldi, we had asked her mm-hmm. – and we cut this out of the episode, but we had asked her – if she could communicate with Olivia and Olivia kept giving, apparently like Conchetta was like, I keep seeing the number 30. Like, was she 30 years old? And we're like, no, like, we don't really know what 30 could be. And then as she kept telling us things, she was like, I'm sorry. I just, I have to like, she's really giving me this number. I just, she goes, maybe it's three. And until she said the number three, Olivia kept telling her this number, like kept making sure she needed to get Mm -hmm. that message to us. And we had a group of friends, her close group of friends, they called themselves LG3 because that was their initials. Mm -hmm. And you and I were like, oh my gosh, she's trying to like get a message to them. Yes. Yeah. We told them immediately after Yeah, too. Because, well, I think the tough thing with being in the seats that we are, Sabrina, with Olivia's passing was you and I still, I mean, it's now three years later and we're finally telling some of it, the story, yeah. but we, some of it where we've, we cut it out of past episodes. We didn't tell everybody. Some people in our friend group might be listening to this episode and it's the first time that they yeah. heard it because it is so delicate when someone passes to maneuver around like a possible interaction with their spirit and it can be really upsetting for some people and you don't know how people are going to react so i remember after we talked Mm -hmm. to conchetta you and i were kind of like grappling with okay Liv came through and she wants us to tell the other lgs as part of the lg3 clearly like she's the reading was not at all about like hi corinne hi sabrina about that it was great you're here (laughs) help me get to my two best friends in the group. Yeah. And so we were we were It was very difficult. toying with how to if anything yeah. to say something and then we decided to say something to tell them. Yeah. yeah. And then and I we also were very glad to hear from her. It was interesting. I think I had so when I was in New York a couple of years ago for work, I had I can't remember what the dream was, but again similarly like Olivia had kind of stopped by and was like tell everyone I'm okay, the same message. And I wasn't I didn't I didn't say anything at that point again because it was like a couple years after she had passed and I just didn't want to like bring up you know I didn't want to like bring yeah 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 and I the next morning was taking a shower and I was thinking about it and I was just like I don't know what to do I don't know what to do and I'm not kidding when a part of the wall truly fell off (laughs) as I'm showering and I was like (laughs) building crumbles (laughs) I was like Oh, you're like, okay, Olivia, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a more gentle sign, Olivia, instead of having a building come apart in front of me. <laughs> but I mean, I think the, yeah, that those are the most I've experienced with Olivia. And there are a couple others that I don't want to share, but um, those are like, those are my experiences. I haven't really had anything recently, which is uh, kind of nice. I mean, aside from us on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Except for all the hauntings we had in October yes. of 2022. Yeah. 
But dang, yeah. See, this is you're like me where uh, maybe we should do a Sabrina part two and have all of the rest of the stories. I feel like I told most of them. We could always do part one on our regular feed and put part two only as Patreon Mm. episodes or something just to not annoy people (laughs) with like – only listen to us for a month (laughs) yeah um but yeah those are like all my big experiences i i will definitely collect my parents experiences because they have so many yes yes we'll do the parent episode dang thanks for listening okay so i'd heard yeah incredible bravo excellent storytelling thank you it was lovely to hear it all in chronological order too because i could actually like piece together bits of your life and what was happening with other people in your life at the same time that was great nick just texted me good context nick just just texted me did you tell the one about me waking up at cross creek and i said yes he goes oh shat i didn't hear it (laughs) oh he's in the other room listening i did tell it he'll just have to listen to this episode please do nick (laughs) yeah well, th- these episodes are our credentials. We're putting our credentials forward to tell you guys all why we deserve to have a podcast <laughs> about, about the paranormal. ghosts <laughs> because of this. All these experiences. Yeah. 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 Well, well, Sabrina, you need to tell me like real time every time you experience something. And we should just start recording our episodes oh, like that idea. so that we can come hot off hot off the hot press. Off the press. Yeah. I'll have to go yeah. back and re-listen to the one that we recorded right after the experience with my grandma because I'm sure there are some mm-hmm. details I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for joining us, everyone. Until next time. Thank you. Until next hauntings. Until <laughs> Until the next hauntings. You know where to yes. find us. Social media, Patreon, YouTube. All the things. All those Pyramid places. You, yeah. Thank you to our editors at Upfire Digital for editing this episode. We're grateful. And we will. See you on the other side. Very spooky.